Welcome, welcome. You are tuned into our podcast called Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark, registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Today, we're going to be talking all things reflexology. Sitting with me in our space is Priel. She is a registered reflexologist. She's also a massage therapy educator, and she teaches reflexology. Priel, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the masses? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Priyal, and I am a registered reflexology therapist. Um, I do hold the title of RCRT, which is a registered Canadian reflexology therapist, as well as I'm registered with the um, Ontario organization as a registered reflexology practitioner as well. Can you tell us a little bit about reflexology for anyone that's listening that has no idea what reflexology is about? They might have heard the term, you know, or they might have had their hands and feet worked on. Give us an idea what reflexology actually is. So reflexology is basically a technique that is used where we work on individual points on the feet um, and hand as well as the head and um, the back sometimes. Uh, but there are different fields and different streams to that as well. Uh, but ideally, the idea behind it is that it works on the zone theory, uh, which was introduced in 1930s by Eunice Ingham. And mostly, uh, most of the organizations, they do follow the Ingham technique of foot charting. Uh, but the technique believes in the fact that there are different zones that exist within the body and any kind of congestion, any kind of blockage with circulation, with your nervous system, with lymphatic flow uh, will cause um, issues with pain, stagnation, um, you know, fatigue. Um, all those things, they do come up. And that's where we can use reflexology to help with the overall well-being of that individual. Okay, so when you're saying zones, you're saying that there are there are very specific points or areas either on my feet or on my hands, as, as you said, sometimes in the back, that are mm -hmm. going to correspond with different areas of the body. That's right. So mm -hmm. give us a little bit of an idea of what you do as a reflexologist, because I, I understand that you work in a multidisciplinary clinic with other complementary alternative medical practitioners. So give us an idea of how reflexology fits into that scope. Um, you can do a lot with, um, you know, helping with circulation, helping with nervous system, helping with uh, lymphatic drainage. And they show so much benefit when these modalities are combined together to help the person feel better and heal better and um, at a good pace. Right. So you're kind of using it in your practice complementary to what the other practitioners are already doing. Yes. And so from my understanding, then you are kind of or you and your team are kind of looking at the body as a whole and then trying to, you know, kind of bring some sort of balance to the system and therefore induce the healing process from a kind of a more holistic standpoint. That's true. And then you can also specifically focus it on to individualized areas of the body based on as we go through those points, what do you feel and how can you use that as an inclusive technique with other modalities that exist. So it gives you a full uh, body treatment, um, even though you're still working just on the foot. Gotcha. So give us an idea of maybe some of the conditions that reflexology that you've used it for that have been really, really successful. Um, some of the very common ones that I see are diabetes is a really common one. Lymphedemas are very, very popular and they see amazing results results with reflexology. Um, 
the other treatments that I do is with um, some nerve related conditions like foot drop or even um, ALS has been a common one that I see. Um, but high blood pressure, type uh, thyroid disorders, hormone imbalancing has been really, really, um, you know, well received with reflexology. The treatments have done a lot of help to people and they see a lot of uh, um, help with these treatments, um, stress, anxiety disorders. Uh, people find a lot of help with it. Uh, people with insomnia, where they find it difficult to sleep or even sleep consistently for a longer period of time, they've found it really, really helpful for them as well. And it's, uh, it has a lot of benefits with digestion as well. So for people with fatigue or just uh, malabsorption overall, uh, they see a lot of benefit with it. So overall, it is an amazing technique to work with your circulation, with your nervous system, um, as well as with your hormones. So you mentioned a lot of kind of systemic types of conditions. What mm -hmm. about for musculoskeletal joint type of conditions? Is reflexology beneficial in that way as well? It does. It also helps a lot with your um, specifics with respect to the spine. So there is a specific uh, part of reflexology um, therapy that is provided that only caters to your um, craniosacral as well as to your vertebral um, column. Um, but we also have points on the feet that we usually use to treat with shoulder-related concerns or um, with back-related problems or with problems with the ankle and the elbow. Um, so there are a lot of treatments that you can perform towards musculoskeletal concerns as well. So I can definitely see how this would be an awesome modality. Like I'm already a registered massage therapist and I can, I can, I can already see based on everything that you're telling me how I can incorporate this into my massage therapy treatments. If I'm dealing with a lot of musculoskeletal type of things, because mm -hmm. that is what my scope of practice is. So if I'm going to use it as a modality within my scope of practice, this can be highly beneficial. Yes, that's, that's right. And uh, when, People come in, you're treating them with respect to their musculoskeletal conditions, but at the same time, they're also feeling a lot better because you've automatically done a lot of their systemic um, con concerns or conditions, and they just feel better with their nervous system, with their energy levels, with their circulation. So it just makes them feel good after the treatment. Okay, so I love what we're saying. I love what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. What if after all of this, I'm like, how do I go about becoming a reflexologist? Like, I tell me a little bit about the education process. So um, there are different schools that offer reflexology, including Con Ed, um, mm -hmm. as a certification course. Um, so people who graduate out of the schools, they are usually uh, given the title of a certified reflexologist. So just um, so just so we're clear, mm -hmm. whenever someone has a certification in something, yes. um, ethically they they need to be evaluated because there are courses that exist that do you know you show up you attend the class and they give you a certification. Yes. But if they're not evaluating you, really you're not actually certified. That's right. Okay. So it has to be met through certain criteria. There are a number of case studies that you have to do. There are a certain amount of uh, independent studies that you have to do. Um, and based on their written as well as their practical exams, they will then eventually be able to certify themselves as reflexology therapists. So I go to any program and I can become certified. But then you were also saying that the association has approved schools. Can you speak to us a little bit about that? 
Yes. So the two associations, which are the two main associations that we have, um, the RAC, which is the uh, Reflexology Association of Canada, sorry, um, is the one that has uh, had approved schools before, though as of September 2018, they are moving away from uh, that way of uh, delivering memberships and now they are introducing something um, similar where you have to go in and you have to write down their challenge exams uh, in order to be able to become members of their professional of their professional organization so then with an approved school you 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 go to school you do their course you pass mm-hmm. their examination you have your clinical studies in other words you've completed the education process at the approved school and that gives you automatic entry into the association yeah yes that is something that rac was doing before um though as of september um like we mentioned before they are moving away from this so right now the process is at at a halt and they don't um, they are not doing this right now um but the other organization that we have, which runs in Ontario, which is called the RRCO, uh, they stu- still have their uh, list of approved schools. There are about 12 schools on their list. They do have this thing where if you go through their approved schools, you do qualify to become a member of the association if you choose to do so. Now, so these associations, so just so I'm getting this right. So the mm-hmm. RAC, they're mm-hmm. moving away from the whole approved school process. They're moving towards more of a standardized exam examination and if it doesn't really matter where you go to school as long as you do their examination and you're successful then you can you can be granted membership which makes a lot of sense because there's probably a lot of people that have training from outside of the country you know they and they're reflexologists in in another country and Mm -hmm. then they come here and then this at least sidesteps having to go back to school and redoing everything that you've already proven to have done. You can just take the exam. That makes That's a lot right. of sense to me. Yeah. And then and then you're saying the RRCO, well, they mm-hmm. also have their approved schools. And then once you become, once you go through their school, their approved schools, and you're, you're successful in your, your examinations, you become an automatic member. Now for the RRCO, can, do they also work similar to the RAC where someone who has education outside of their approved schools, can they also challenge examinations? Yes, they do. They have the exact same procedure as well. So if you are um, a reflex, a certified reflexologist from another organization, and if you do want to become a member of the RRCO, you can do one of their challenge exams as well under their um, their examiners. And uh, once you are able to successfully pass that, you will be able to become a member of the RRCO. Well, thank you very much, Priyal. That was very, very insightful. Lots of great, useful information. It's good to know that um, there are a lot of options for reflexology, especially with the mix with massage therapy. Again, using it as a complementary modality in your massage therapy treatment. In that case, there is not, it's not a requirement for you to be a member of any of the associations, but education is required. Obtaining a certification from either an association approved school or another educational program where you can challenge the association's exam. So if you are shopping around for reflexology education, these are a couple things that you want to keep in mind. Do you want to work only within the scope of practice as massage therapy? If that is the case, then we have an understanding, thank you to Priel, that 
membership to the association is not a necessity. If you are looking to practice within the full scope of reflexology, we have many options that exist. You can either go to one of the association proved schools through the RRCO, that association's proved schools. And then once you finish that schooling, if you are successful, you will have automatic entry into the RRCO. Priel also gave us information about the RAC, how they moved away from the whole approved school process. So no matter where you've obtained their education, you would still have to do the licensing exam. So if you are looking again to practice within the full scope of reflexology, we are looking at that either you are joining an association after obtaining education by challenging exam or going to an approved school. Now there is a whole other option for you that does exist. One of the key things from joining an association, other than obviously the advocacy for the profession, which we're always a big fan of, but we're still exploring all the options. Through the associations, you would have the opportunity to have liability insurance. Well, you can also find liability insurance providers outside of the associations. So there is another way to actually practice reflexology, and that would be going to an approved school from an association or another equal program that is not quote-unquote an approved school and then obtaining liability insurance through many of the liability insurance providers that do carry liability insurance or cover liability insurance for holistic workers you might want to consider these as options anyway that was awesome thank you very much you've been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone till next time